All right, Blaine, we're here. We have Will, the editor. He's here. He's joining us. Blaine, do you know what number episode this is? Because I ask you every week. Uh, are we on 10? We're on 10. I think we're starting, and I waited to record exactly at 10 10. Wow. That. That's amazing. Just, I, I know. We never I record know. this early either. This is like perfect. I know. Hi, Will. How's it going? Hello. Good. Everybody, this lotion. is Will. Yes, I have my lotion on. I had champagne <laughs> this morning. We have Will. Oh, we're so we're so pumped this week. This is going to be a good week. Why are you drinking champagne at ten in the morning? Well, I put a little orange juice in it. That's a mimosa, Blaine. It's with champagne. <laughs> Why did you say you had a mimosa? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> anyways, anyways. All right, Blaine. What are we doing this week? Well, I know you know, but I want you to get in. Our, our top ten movies? Our top ten movies. Our top ten movies. And since we have three people, that means we're doing top 30 movies, technically. Technically. Unless some it's overlap. There's going to be more than that. Well, yeah, but, you know, you got to have honorable mentions. Yeah, well, I don't really have honorable <laughs> mentions this week. I, I, I tap myself out with, like, the 60 shows. Wow, that's that's brave of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, okay. All right, Blaine. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do the news? Do you want to say what you were watching? Yeah, let's do our news. What you got anything for me this week? Yeah, a little bit. Not as much as last week. Last week we had a lot of news. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Well, are you ready for news? I am. Okay. Didn't sound like it, but I'm going to throw it out there either way. Um. All right. There's going to be a lot of Disney and Marvel games. Who likes Who likes big brands making video games that are not that good? I am. <laughs> I love it, even though I don't right. play video games. Love it. A lot of the Marvel games we've talked about over the past few weeks, playing like the the Black Panther game and a few other things, they're going to be showcased at D23, which is basically Disney's Comic-Con because they can do whatever they want. Is this new? Have they had a D23? Yeah, D23's been around for a few years. Is this when they drop like all their, like, all their upcoming movies? Yeah, they usually don't go to Comic-Con, that's why. Gotcha, gotcha. But Marvel went to Comic-Con this year because they dropped, like, the next hmm. four years' worth of content. Right. Okay. But that was just movies. This is, like, all the video games. And D23 will probably announce, like, you know, the next Disney animated movie and stuff, too. Yeah. And that's going to be September 9th. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Next thing of news. I think Will's going to be more excited about this than you are, Blaine. Okay. All right, Will. Do you like movie remakes? Uh, is is that a trick question? Do you like remakes of original classics that shouldn't be remade? No. Get ready for Warner Bros. next remake. Oh, no. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Why? Coming, it's coming back um, because money and brands. They I mean, tried to do that in the 80s with Return to Oz. And they I was going to say, we've a, had a, a couple. horror film for kids. And then they did Oz the Great and Powerful and Sam Raimi stopped directing movies. So please don't make this. Well, it's happening. Warner Brothers is back. That's going to be awful. It. All right. Next thing. They announced the date for the next Saw movie. Do you like the Saw movies, Blaine? I've never seen them. To be well, honest. if you want to watch this one, there's nine before it because this is the 10th Saw movie. I thought there were 10. There's a prequel. Uh, well, maybe the prequel doesn't count. <laughs> okay. I was told that this was the 10th Saw movie and it comes out in October of 23. Get your calendars ready. Are you going to go see it? Are you excited? 
no. Um, <laughs> Good to know. As a horror movie fan, I am not excited. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even a horror movie fan, so definitely not excited. All right, next thing in news. All right, Blaine. Guess who's our favorite person in the world? Ezra Miller. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Love that guy. All right. So you know how he got arrested? Yes. All right. So he, he came out with a statement. Okay. And that statement was, I now understand that I am suffering from complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone and that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. Applause. Applause. Uh, now, what? <laughs> now, do you think he's genuine, or is this PR to save a $200 million movie? Oh, he's the total bullshit. Total bullshit. This dude's an ass. <laughs> no, he is a security threat. <laughs> <laughs> that too. No way. That dude's... Yeah. Now, at what point did you think Ezra Miller was a security threat? Was it the chair throwing? The children he kidnapped and had bullets in their mouths. Honestly, was it did you say mullets? The uh, bullets. Oh. Mullets would have been better. <laughs> I thought he was putting wigs in their mouths. Honestly? No, he had bullets in like a one-year-old's mouth. When I what first heck, saw man? his... Dude, when I first saw his face, I kind of like felt threatened. <laughs> he, I never liked him as a Flash when I first saw him in the DC... Uh, Justice League, or not Justice League. They tried to do the Justice League thing. What was it called? The Snyder Cut? Yeah. Well, the Justice League came out for the Snyder Cut. Right, 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 right. Anyways, I didn't like him in that. That was the first time I saw him, and he always creeped me out. His face. So His face. His face started it all. All Alright, Rings of Power. Are you excited for this? The reimagining of the Lord of the Rings, it's going to be better than ever because Lord of the Rings is very overrated because that's what everyone says, right, Blaine? Sure. I'm excited to see it. I, I want to see what they did. I am not don't have high hopes for it, but I, I want to see what they did for sure. It's the most expensive show ever. I mean, we love money things. <laughs> All right, well, September 1st, 9 p.m., our time. Uh, the first two episodes are going to drop. Get excited. And yeah, then every midnight on Thursdays following will be the rest of the episodes on Amazon. Amazon Prime. And then apparently they want to make like a bunch of other like spin-off, spin-off shows and movies of like characters and whatnot. All right, well, let's let's hold up. Let's see if this is any good. Not that it matters. They have enough money to do it either way. But let's, let's hold up. The um, I forget what the main guy who made the Lord of the Rings was. Um, Peter Jackson. Yeah, so apparently he was like, hey, do you want help with this when they were making it? And they were like, no. <laughs> God, that's a uh, yeah. red flag. Might, might be because he did The Hobbit and that got mixed receptions. He, he, he did both. Well, he did Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And... There's been also reports so, yeah. of people like on working the show that like were fired because they kept complaining that they're messing up the lore. <laughs> that's that's what I don't understand is um Tolkien has a whole book dedicated to just it's 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 a bible it's basically the Lord of the Rings bible. Well, this why don't is a they reimagining. Just, why don't they just use that? Yeah, this is there's a reimagining. so much content in the world. 
why go a different direction? <laughs> I don't That's, get it. Blaine, I'm on the same page. There's so much stuff that hasn't been explored in film or TV that's just in the Lord of the Rings books that instead they just went, nah, we know better. Yeah, I think you're forgetting that this is a reimagining. Oh, I bet. Sorry, that also makes it good. Yeah. Thank you. Where Thank they change two or three things and make them definitively worse. This is a show for everyone, okay? Look, and if I can't watch this with my 80-year-old grandpa, who's already dead, and my soon-to-be-born child in 10 years, like, then what's the point, quite frankly? You're right. What's the point? Um, okay, next thing in news, Star Wars Visions, Volume 2. Did anybody watch that? I watched that. That was the one with the, uh, like, anime. each anime, yeah, and each episode was different. Yes. I, I watched uh, three or four episodes. I jumped around. Whatever looked good, I watched. That's fair. That's fair. Well, they're making a volume two, and apparently season two is going to be out like season one. So if they make ten, you'll probably watch four again. Heck yeah. So are you excited? Yeah. I thought it was a cool concept. I do think it is interesting. I'm not a big... Well, I like some anime stuff, but like... It's... I mean, it's there, and it's better than everything else that they're making, so... <laughs> fair. Well, do you watch Star Wars stuff? So I've seen I've seen a few episodes of the... Of, of of the first edition um, of, what is it? Did, Star Wars stories? Did you, did you watch Star them Wars in Visions? order? Or did you just no, watch I, 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 I watched a few with my brother after we got tired after, after like episode three of Obi-Wan. <laughs> Fair we, enough. <laughs> we we look, both kind of went, oh, well, they, they botched this, and then we look, moved look. on. <laughs> look, I don't think you understand that. Obi-Wan really starts picking up in episode five in the six-part series, okay? Um, <laughs> it sounds like it should have just been a movie like it was supposed to be when they announced it in 2015. 100%. Mm. It would have been better as a same movie. Th- same thing with the Boba Fett show. I don't even... That's so bad. I, not that it should have existed ever. <laughs> I still think Obi-Wan's worse than Boba Fett. Really? Yeah, because Obi-Wan had higher expectations. Everybody knew Boba uh, Fett was going to be booty cheeks. That's fair. I don't know. Boba they... Fett just works better as a side character. Or as a villain. Yeah, yeah, I just it is is not the main focus. He's just like a cool guy that pops in and out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you can make anything if if you have a good story, you can make it good. I, I don't know. I don't think the character really matters. You can evolve the character to the point where it's a good story. It just twenty twenty two. Why are you talking about story? You're right. They the, just suck at telling stories. What they did with <laughs> Boba Fett is like what Sony does with every single Spider Man villain. They're making them like anti heroes. Yeah, like they're all bad. Yeah, it's awful. Like Venom works, but then you have Morbius, and then we're gonna have my favorite character, El Muerto. Um, and we're also gonna bring in Madame Web and a few other people. So Madame Web for Sony for their Spider-Man universe that does not have Spider-Man. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Um. All right, Blaine. Tonight, well, you might care about this. Probably not. House of Dragon, the first episode. Apparently it has oh, good reviews. I am excited. I'm excited to see it. Uh, and, when does it drop? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know it's tonight. Okay. Well, I'll um, be up. And then, um, what, and then after, it'll be ten episodes. Um, what else is there for it? Oh, George R. R. Martin was apparently like on set helping them make it. So like it is, you know, in Game of Thrones lore. Heck yeah. So, it, pretty good. Did you say one one episode is dropping? Yeah, I think it's only one episode, but there's okay. ten total. Okay. 
So it'll go to like mid October or whatever. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no. Probably even later than that. Um has anyone seen One Punch Man? That's popular. Yes. I season seen three. Season one. They're making it. I've seen season one. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. Because I was told not to watch season two. Oh. Well maybe season three will be good. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it, Jack? I saw the first episode. Okay. But it wasn't my style. Yeah. Oh I, really? I tried to start it as well and it just wasn't me. I thought well, it would maybe. be your thing, Jack, because it, it's it's kind of a satire of the anime that well, you maybe don't I need like. Because that was that was before it's... I watched it, uh, any other anime. So I watched the first episode and I couldn't get on board, and then I watched like every single other one that I've seen, like yeah, it, Saga, it, one or uh, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer. It throws in those like eccentric anime tropes where where you have like the the close up on a character and they got like squiggly lines on the side of their head and they're doing oh, like I a monologue that. or whatever. But then, it. yeah, but then the main character is just deadpan looking at him and then just punches him once and their head explodes. Oh, that sounds like that's, what I do. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is it, it's a you type of show. Well, now I might need to watch that. No, the concept really is long. cool. I always liked the concept of that show. I just haven't gotten into it. Okay, okay. It's pretty fun. I like it. I, I, that was like my second anime, and after trying a bunch of different animes that were very much uh, like the thing that you don't like, Jack, which yeah. is, is which is you know very very eccentric and stylized. Um, One Punch Man was was. I mean, was I can a handle a little bit of it, and very funny. Which I know, like hard anime people don't consider Avatar an anime, but like Avatar has that, and it doesn't really bother me in Avatar because like it's it's, very... it's sparse. It's, yeah, it's sparse. Yeah. All right. Last bit of news. Has anyone ever seen National Treasure? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I watched wrote... that on a PSP back in the day. <laughs> They're making National Treasure 3, probably. They wrote a script. They sent it to Nick Cage. They're waiting for Nick Cage's approval. He'll do it. He does anything. Well, okay. Yeah. Wait. Is it what is it called? Because I swear I saw like a trailer on Disney Plus, like a teaser. Nope, nope. They wrote a script. <laughs> well, well hey, there, there's a teaser Cage. on. It, it might not be with Nick Cage, but there's a tra- trailer on not a trailer, a teaser on Disney Plus, and uh, the main character is a female. Uh, National Treasure. Let me see. Are you sure? I am hundred percent positive. Edge of History, National Treasure, Edge of History. It's a series. It's following Jess Morales. Who's that? Is that the character from the movie? Uh, it sounds like it. Um, uh, sure. It is... Yeah, it, it's greenlit. A, a, a National Treasure TV series. There you go. I, I'm looking at this girl. I don't... I, she does not look like she's from the movie. No, she doesn't. Now that I'm looking at it. Interesting. You know what that means? I don't know. Alright, give me an R. R? Give me imagining. Imagining? <laughs> Reimagining. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, I'm not crazy. They're, they are coming out with the TV show. I saw something. It was like announced yesterday, yeah. Cool. Okay. Something. So we might, we're getting so much national treasure. We're getting a, a movie and a TV series. Maybe. Oh Maybe boy. on the movie. <laughs> Everyone's favorite franchise. Yeah, I, well, I love some Nick Cage. I'm just saying. Well, Nick Cage is only going to be in one of those. Yeah, that's all I, I'm concerned about. I'm more I, I'm more excited for the movie than the show. Screw the show. Show sucks. Well, when, 
Blaine, you got to check out some of the recent work Nick Cage has done. It's been there's been some excellent stuff in there. Yeah, you should watch that one movie where like, he plays all of his characters or something. Oh, it's a uh, trailer on massive that. weight, massive weight of unbearable talent. I don't know what it's called. I just know that he goes to a beach or whatever. Mm. Cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> all right, what Blaine? What are you watching this week? Okay, right I didn't now? watch too much, but I did finish um, Sandman. And then I also oh, your favorite. Yeah, it was not good. It did not end well either. I mean, it, it was fine. It was whatever. I'm glad you watched it. And then I saw. I was like, Sandman. I can't wait to watch this movie. And I was like, Oh, a ten-hour TV show. Nope. <laughs> yeah, waste, waste of time. Okay. Anyways, and then I also watched the first episode of She-Hulk. Ooh, I watched that too. Well, we can wait to talk about that. Uh, well, what'd you watch this week? Uh, so I have been. I'm a big David Lynch fan, and I have been, for the first time, watching Twin Peaks, a show from okay. the 90s. Personally, I don't agree with lynching, but continue. Okay. Um, anyway, weird, weird <laughs> art, surrealist stuff. The season three of Twin Peaks, the return that he did in 2017, um, is pure nightmare f- fuel, and Ooh. I love it. It's just, it's it, it, it it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's great. Um Yes, and, and then yesterday I watched uh, the Bridge on the River Kwai for the Ooh, first time. Ron Swanson's that's a, favorite. That's a big old classic right there. That is a classic. That's, it's it's on, It's one of those good. movies where it's like, you know, I've always wanted to watch this, but you know, where's where's the time? <laughs> yep they they that's I I had the time I had the time yesterday for the two hours and forty minutes that it is. Yeah, I'm also yes. like, where's the time? I'm like, I'm I'm watching ten hours of Sandman. Where's the time? <laughs> God, that sounded <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what I've been watching. I watched Primal. Another episode came out. It's still absolutely banging. Will, you might like that show. I think I've told you about it. Uh, I tell Blaine every week because that's an episode comes out every week. So that's what I usually watch, at least one episode. Um, do you know Do you know who makes that? It's uh, the I do not. It, it's uh, whatever's Guinea, like Turgoski or whatever his name is. He, does, he did like... Samurai Jack in that original Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Oh, oh, Star Wars, Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. And it's about, like, a caveman and a T-Rex, and they just, like, go around, like, this just, like, Jurassic period on steroids. Oh, that's cool. And there's, like, no talking, and it's just all, like, the animation and music. Oh. It's, like, one of the most, it's, like, my favorite underrated show that's currently out. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. that sounds interesting. And there's, like, only ten episodes in season one, and then season two is about halfway done. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's on HBO Max, but I just watched it on a very legal website where you can get whatever you want. Ah, um, cool. Is there a through? Is there a plot through line, or is it literally just them bebopping around in um, prehistoric? Guys? Yes and no. There, there's a more of a bigger plot line in season two, but it's more of like a like uh like they see something that they want without spoiling it, and they like every episode or two, like they kind of make their way closer to that, and like the world keeps building on it, and. Like maybe there's other people alive in season two, and um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Ah, very cool. But yeah, so it's like, well, at least for the first episode, the main plot line's like it's a caveman, and he's got a family. He's got like a wife and two kids, and then a big T Rex eats his kids and his family. Whoa! <laughs> it yeah, it's a pretty graphic show. It's a hard R, but it's animated. Um, and the uh, uh, and then there's a T Rex, another T Rex, and then she has like some kids. 
But another that same T Rex that killed the family killed the T Rex's kids. So the caveman and the T Rex came out kill uh, team up to kill the other T Rex, and they become best friends. Bonding. And then he basically, yeah, and they just become friends and they just like go around the world just killing everyone. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's on my list for sure. It's it's on it, my list. It's it's a it's a good watch. I wish like it was done and I could just binge the whole thing. But I mean, watching week to week is also nice. Um. Uh, I also watched She-Hulk Blaine. What were your thoughts? Immediate thoughts. Um, better than what I was expecting. It? Are you nuking it? Oh, God. I, I think it is a nuke. I'm sorry. What do you think? It is a nuke. It is a nuke. It's bad. I don't like it. Okay. I'm very upset. It's better than what I was um, expecting because I had very low hopes. I would, my hopes were like a 0% and it's about a 10%. Maybe, yeah, that's been like every other Marvel show though. Yeah. I just feel like it's only a 10% though because they have to put in like a smidge of effort in because like the Hulk's in it. Yeah. I don't know. And I, just nothing happened. Know. Well, I'm there's a lot of teases in there. I don't know if you noticed it, but apparently there's a lot of rumors, especially after the first episode, that we're going to get like a World War Hulk situation where he loses control again. Uh-huh. Now that's what I'm excited for. Interesting. Yes. I mean, you said from the beginning you're more excited about these side characters than her. And guess how many side characters we got in that episode? Did we just get Hulk? The Hulk. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> just one. Yeah. I'm not really excited for Abomination because from the trailers it seems like they also nerfed him. Mm. I'm just excited for Daredevil. Yeah. And I also feel like that the only scene that Daredevil's in is probably just what they showed in the trailer because that's what they've been doing lately because... Marvel trailers have been turning into Sony trailers. Not a fan, personally. Um, I like the fact that she broke the wall. I, I thought that. Yeah, I, I thought that was. I, that was a different vibe, and I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that, that's natural for her character. Um, I mean, there was some. They really rushed through her origin, which I wasn't really a fan of. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have to show it because they could have just been like, you know, this took a while instead of it being like, yeah, I got this. Right. That was so. It's so out of like she. Barely touched the blood and boom. I don't know. Well, not even, not even but that. Even I just mean like, like the her, training. I just stuff? mean her getting, yeah, just getting full control of the Hulk and just knowing like martial arts and stuff. I, that's what I'm not a fan. I, of. It, it's whatever. I don't. I don't know why they took two seconds to explain her origin because it well, did nothing. It's, it's not even that. It's just that the Marvel shows are just bad. They are. Well, what's your opinion? You're a Marvel show lover. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm out <laughs> of everything MCU post uh, Endgame, really? Nice. I'm, I've nice. seen a couple since then, and everyone has just gotten worse. It, well, okay, the um, Spider-Man No Way Home was a step up from Black Widow. Uh, for certain, Black Widow is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, but be, Black Widow after has that, I million don't, dollar budget. After after No Way Home, I haven't seen anything, and then in between, what Far From Home and No Way Home, all I saw was Black Widow. Yeah, and none of was... them, none of them, I I care for outside of fun Spider Man movie in the theater. Like I don't feel the need to watch any of them again. Shang Chi was solid. You might like that one. Okay. Uh, it, it, the whole thing just feels like it ended with Endgame, and now oh, it feels like now it just feels aimless, and like they're just you know, I mean, branding even, for the sake even of branding. people who like defend the MCU heavily that I watch, they're like, there's no like 
like obviously they have plans for the future now that everyone can kind of figure it out but like even currently like there's just no direction no mm. they just threw shit at the wall for every single movie which that's and that's something i need for anything i watch is a direction oh yeah it, at least some intention whether 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 the execution be good or bad there's oh yeah i i need the people to have a story planned out that they want to tell or else it's just a bunch of nonsense to me. Because Phase 4 is the current one we're in, and it's going to end later this year. And, like, every single thing that's come out has not connected with anything. So, like, it's... Hopefully, they can just fix it. And just get rid of all the fat that they don't like. Because just most of the stuff that they've added is just bad. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, Will, did you watch anything else? I, think I did. I, I did. I, I watched a silly little 80s horror movie called The Gate. Um, kind of a kids horror movie, but um, for adults and kids, I actually think I'm going to bring it to game night this week because it was pretty fun, and Ooh. it's not it's not as weird as the movie I brought to last mm. game night. Not nearly as weird. That was oh my fun god. For that all was ages. something. We'll, uh, the ages was eighteen and up. I'll uh, we'll 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 get to David Cronenberg. Ooh, okay, okay. All right. I also watched the new Predator movie this week. Actually, ah, how was how was that? That was oh, actually that? pretty good. The entire Predator suit was practical effects. You can see Ooh. Yeah, I thought you would like that. I do. Yeah, like even like the mouth moving and everything, like it's all practical. Um, so, Bay, Blaine, do you know anything about this movie? I know Will probably has seen the trailers. You, you talked about it a little bit, and I've seen the trailer. So yeah, it's pretty much just, you know, some Native Americans. I don't know the exact year of it, but there are, you know, like, uh, like, I don't know, like the like colonizers or like white people on the land, um, as well, um, and the predator also rips them apart, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just a just a predator movie, and then the Native Americans have to just take out the predator, and it's it's very good because it doesn't really do anything that crazy. It's just a basic predator movie set in a different time period. Hooray! And they have to use what they have, so they have like I don't know, like their like essential oils and their bow and arrows and a few other. <laughs> oh well, they, they do. They have like nice. people like, get, like injuries and they have, they rub like this like ointment on them and it like feels them, which I don't know how accurate that is, but I mean, it probably is better than, you know, your spore and you can get at Walgreens. I don't know. It's all natural. Do they like say that? Yes, this is healing them. Or do the people in the movie just go, we think this is healing us. So we're going to do it. No, it's like pre-made stuff that the, they've been using in their tribe, like special like flowers and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, e even within the movie, it could not. They actually, don't direct, they, they don't they don't like look at the camera and be like, "This fixes people." It's more of like a somebody's hurt and they pull out this thing, they just rub it on them. Okay, so it's just whatever they like, think. Yeah. It, okay, so whether it yeah. is or isn't. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's, nice. it's pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. And the predator. Like, he's not nerfed or anything. He nope. goes full on. And the main character, uh, she's like, uh, I mean, she's more of like a healer, but she wants to be a warrior. And, you know, she she's the one who's kind of like, there's a, like, because she's like good at tracking. She's like, these aren't bear tracks. What is this thing? And then eventually, like, uh, like all the Native Americans she's with, they're just like the little squad. Like, they just are starting to get wiped out. And then she has to, like, run back to the village. And then she has to, like, set up a trap and. She has to use her brains to take out the predator, and it's I, I it was fun. I'm not gonna lie, I, 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 uh, it's got higher ratings. The original Predator movie, I think the original one is. I mean, the original one's probably better, but like 
this it's pretty close. This is a good movie, at least for me. I I haven't even seen the original. So oh yeah, I know we were talking about that. This sounds a lot like it's the original because the whole the whole point of the original Blaine is look at these big buff muscular men and now watches the predator just tears them to shreds. Oh, it's so good. It's it like makes them up to be like the most masculine men, like the eighties kind of like stereotype. Um, and and then just the predator is just like it doesn't matter who you are. I'm just gonna tear you apart. Yeah, that, that that's what this one was, except that the main lady was a girl instead of just like arm wrestling him to death she like did some you know like flips and you know did a few other things and you know like she had to use her more of her brain and like you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to spoil it that's with arnold in the original eventually he's like okay guns and stuff aren't gonna work i'm gonna have to do something else and he goes to um what i would say reminiscent of like survival tactics which like he's hiding in mud and stuff and she's better at that since she's like an actor. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's very nice. And it doesn't like ruin the character. I think this is, I think this is a movie where it's like, this is a reimagining that works. Like one out of every 20 works. And this is one out of every 20. And it's not even like a reimagining. Cause like, like the new Halloween or Star Wars or something like it's where it's like, Hey, here's the original characters. They're back. Babe. This is like, no, this <laughs> is just, this is just a predator. Yeah. And then surprise, surprise, the predator dies in the end. Right. You know. But like, I mean, it's a completely different predator that they just bring there. He's just like, and he starts off by like, you know, killing a squirrel. A different like, story in the same world that has nothing to do with the others? How could you? Right. And then like, there's a part where like, the predator's like wrestling a bear. It's fantastic. He's like attacking Ooh, a wolf and he like just decapitates like it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal. And it's a Hulu movie. I might have to give that a watch. Yeah. I like the original Predator. I've seen bits and pieces of the other ones, and I, without a doubt, I mean, this is just as good or maybe even better than the original Predator, depending on what your opinions are. I, I have a buddy who's seen them all and says that this is his second favorite. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, on, only second to the original. How many are there? Predator. There's a couple. Um, there's Predator, Predator 2, um, Alien versus Predator. There's two of those movies, if you count those. those. And then there's Predators. And then the Predator from 2018, which is the worst one, and then finally Prey. So was that seven? If you count eight, uh, the Alien versus Predators. Dang, they, they got a solid amount of movies. All right, last thing I've watched this week, Blaine, the ending. After, uh, what has it been? Uh, fourteen years. The end of the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. Better Call Saul ended this week. You satisfied with the ending? My God, it was fantastic. Good. Was it okay? Okay. Ending um of that versus Breaking Bad. What was better? It just it's honestly just what your preference is. Everybody seems to like it a lot. Um, I think the final season of Better Call Saul is better overall than the final season of Breaking Bad for some people. Um, it it's honestly just what your preference is. I mean, like, uh, Breaking Bad is more action packed, while Better Call Saul is more you know, lawyer based and like mischievous crime stuff but i mean overall it's like season six especially is more of like them connecting to breaking bad and then also like um what else like uh like post breaking bad stuff as well um just to you know tell you where saul went and my god so good because like 
Because when people originally thought, you know, oh, they're making a Saul show, because and Breaking Bad, he's just like a comedic character. Because it's like, oh, it, this is like, there's going to be like a little comedy show. And then it turns out to be like the best drama like created in the past 10 years. <laughs> like, oh, so. So good. Okay. that That's also on my list, even though I'm putting that oh, yeah. lower on my list because it's going to be such a long pinch. I would argue Better Call Saul has better writing because it, it has a harder job to being a prequel and a slight sequel at the same time. I mean, I was talking about this last week, just when I was watching Breaking Bad. It's just like, it's so well written. So well written, and it just keeps you just wanting more. I think and Better Call Saul's better because, like, I mean, Breaking Bad already, like, you're like you were talking about like the shots and everything last week, Blaine, and like all the different stuff they do, like not even like for the show, but just like how it's made. And it's the same team for Better Call Saul, and they just do it even better. Dang. Well, because Breaking Bad, I think I don't know if I said this or not, but it's not my genre. Like, it's not my genre of show. But oh my god, it's, it's one of my top shows. It's just so well written. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's more of a preference, and honestly, you don't even know till you watch it. But I mean, like, it's not—it does not dip in quality at all. I mean, I'd say the beginning is a little bit slow if you're not that invested. But I mean, it's the same kind of slow as the beginning of Breaking Bad, like season one compared to season five. Um, but I mean, you just know that it gets better, so like, you don't really even care if it's a little bit slow. But I, I wouldn't even argue that it's slow. It's just different. So. I mean, the ending puts a real nice bow on the character. So, I mean, like, you've seen you've seen El Camino, right, Blaine? I have. So, like, it, I mean, it takes Walter, who's, like, you know, I don't know, like, like a character who's, like, you know, basically sentenced to death, and he's just done with the world and everything, and they kill him. And then they take Jesse, who's, like, who's been in prison, that he's free. And then, you know, they take Saul, who's been a torn life, which goes into such detail and breaking or uh, better call Saul's ridiculous. And then they give him a fitting ending for the end of, for him, um, which is different than what Walter and Jesse got without spoiling it. And then, um, yeah, then there's a bunch of breaking bad characters in it. Like, you know, Mike's back. He's a big player. Um, Gus is in it. Hector's in it. And they, uh, I mean, a lot of their story too, is like building like what happens in breaking bad. Like, you know, building of the big meth lab and everything else. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. And then there's a bunch of new characters too. There's Kim, who's, uh, Saul's, uh, girlfriend. There's Chuck, which is his older brother. There's, uh, Lalo, who's one of the new, like, ma cartel people. Um, mm -hmm. there's Nacho, who's also in the cartel. And then there's, uh, Howard, who, um, he's a lawyer who works with, uh, Saul's brother and does not like Saul, a.k.a. Jimmy McGill, because that's what his legal name is. Because he doesn't start going mm. by Saul Goodman when the show starts, because he's Jimmy McGill. Jimmy. Nice. Yeah. And it, it's like, he's so good at acting and everything, where it's like Jimmy McGill and Saul Goodman are like two different characters. It's like when Walter White switches from Walter White to Heisenberg. Okay. So yeah, and it, is, it, is, it is so good. Like, the ending is just amazing heck yeah so i think i think you'll like it all right well yeah definitely on my list um might take me a bit to get to but oh, sounds good yeah i mean i'm glad i watched it because like i binged like uh five seasons in the span of like three weeks and then season six was coming out and i just got to watch that week to week which was nice yeah that's insane that's a that's a big binge 
Oh, but it was like it was one of those binge where it wasn't even like a chore. It was like I want to binge this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hundred percent cool. And the, well, and the only reason I started binging it was because I watched Breaking Bad because I just wanted to watch Breaking Bad because I didn't even know Better Call Saul was like really a thing because it's it's like not that popular. I mean, it is popular, but like it, it yeah, it doesn't have the same popularity as Breaking Bad, which does not make any sense to me. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, all right. I guess we can go now into the top 10 movies, everybody. Ooh, all right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Who's starting this off with their top 10? But for my honorable mentions, without saying anything about them. All right. Honorable mentions. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, The Silence of the Lambs, Django Unchained, The Thing, How to Train a Dragon, Hexall Ridge, Dead Poet Society, Monsters, Inc., Logan, The Breakfast Club, The Godfather, Back to the Future, La La Land, Shawshank Redemption, Fantasia, the or, uh, the first one, The Irishman, Ratatouille, and the first two Home Alone movies. Some good stuff in there. I was going to say, what, there was one or two in there that I was like, hold up, where, what's in your top ten? Okay, that, that, yeah, there's some good ones in there. There was one or two, I think, that are in my top ten. There were quite a few that I went, oh man, that's, I, that's not on my list, but dang, that's a great one. Like Dead Poets Society. Ooh. I know, it's like... You're, you're going to say your stuff and be like, well, I forgot that was a movie. That's not fair. <laughs> well, I can do my top 10, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Do your top 10. All right. Top 10. Number 10. This is what I picked for my war movie. Braveheart. Banger. Solid. Classic. Classic. I mean, I'm assuming everybody ever seen you two have seen Braveheart. Yes. I've seen parts. I have never seen the full movie. Have you seen like Gladiator? Yes. I mean, it's a lot like Gladiator. Yeah. I, I actually get those two mixed up in my brain a lot. Oh, between, yeah. Like oh, yeah. like the small character moments. I'm like between Russell Crowe and Mel Gibson, and then their respective wives. I can't. I get the wives mixed up. I didn't even put Gladiator on my list. No, now I feel dumb. <laughs> we, we haven't even we've gone through one movie, and I already realized the movie. I forgot my album much. I I think Gladiator might have better moments, maybe. But I think overall Braveheart's a better. I think Braveheart's a better movie. This is what I call older movie. This is for number nine, and it's anything. That's technically prior to 1980. And my number nine is Vertigo. Ah. I'm assuming Blaine has not seen Vertigo. <laughs> I had not. No. No comment. <laughs> uh, you could probably describe it better than I can, Will. If you want to just give Blaine a brief overview of Vertigo. Sure. Um, Blaine Vertigo is from 1957. Yeah, I it's a, it's a fifties movie, and it is it's Alfred Hitchcock. Do you know who Alfred Hitchcock is? He did Psycho. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes, he did the movie Psycho, and it is about a a man who is hired to follow this girl, um, and he he basically he's a detective, it's and 58. while on the job, figures out he has a fear of heights when chasing a perp across a uh, like a rooftop, and. Because of his vertigo, his fear of heights, he allows his friend to die. And so that, like, haunts him through the rest of the movie. And he's following this girl around, and she keeps going up into really high places. Like, she goes up to the top of a church tower, and he's, like, lagging behind because of his vertigo. Uh, and then she jumps out the window and, and dies. And then all of a sudden later, a girl that looks identical to her starts appearing in his life. And it is, it's... It's a classic. Maybe, maybe maybe something happens. You never. Yeah, know. it's it's a it, it's it's a classic for the trippiness that it introduced in a lot of films. Actually, Jack, you might like David Lynch stuff then because he's very inspired Ooh. by by Vertigo. All right, number eight, number eight. This is my Pixar movie, The Incredibles. 
Okay. I think, I mean, there's a lot of Pixar movies that could have been on there. I said, I think one or two of my honorable mentions, but I mean, there's, there's like 10 Pixar movies that are just so freaking iconic. It's hard. And I, for me personally, I think The Incredibles is the best one. Off the top of my head, I would say Incredibles. I don't have a Pixar movie on my top 10. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, like, there's like a bunch that I'd be like, like, I'd be happy to say that that was my favorite Pixar movie, like Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Toy Story. Like, they're all so good. Yeah. That, that pocket, that pocket right there that you just mentioned is excellent. Yeah. Like, any, like, from the start up until like 2010 or so. Like, they've had some good ones after 2010, but, like, right around, like, Wally and Up or whatever, that time frame, that was kind of when they stopped making absolute bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number seven. This is my musical, The Greatest Showman. Oh. Blaine, I know you love this movie. Beautiful. Great movie. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I, dude, I should have that on my top ten. I don't. It's, it's, it's not the best. It's, like, not the best well-made movie ever, but, good God, it's so good. I love it. It's such a feel-good movie. Actually, I'm I'm removing one of my top tens, like La. So I'm, I'm yeah, because I put La La Land in my honorable mentions because that's also uh, that's, I mean that's a better movie that's a musical, but I think the greatest the greatest showman's <sighs> probably feel good for me. Yeah, Greatest Showman was just more enjoyable. I'm just, for me. Well, have you ever seen that movie, The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Yes, I have. Did you like it? I don't know if you liked it. I I did not. I did not care for it. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't think you would. I like it. Have you seen La La Land? I have not seen La La Land. You would actually like it. Okay. It's kind of, it, is it good. like an ode to old Hollywood or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, uh, it, it was the movie that like almost won best picture, but then yeah. it got snubbed oh, yeah. or whatever by the movie people didn't like as much that I haven't seen. Moonlight. Yeah. That one. I haven't seen that either. It's got a, it's also got like a bittersweet ending. All right. Number six, the superhero movie that I picked. Haha. <laughs> no surprise. The Dark Knight. Wow. Look at that. I'm so rich. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I almost did that for my superhero, but I ended up not. I know. It was like, I was like, because I had a couple, and I was like, I was like debating it, and I was just like, but like, even though The Dark Knight always gets picked for the best superhero movie, it's like, it's because it is. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. I just put it in. It's very good. Number number five. This is my mobster movie. I put Goodfellas. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I was debating The Godfather, The Irishman, and a few other ones, and I was like, you just can't beat The Goodfellas. Oh yeah, man. Because because funny how. <laughs> Blaine didn't get that because yeah, I know you didn't. I do. Haven't seen it. No, I haven't. I haven't even seen the Godfather. Blaine, do I amuse you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love. I like saying. I like. I like saying <laughs> things to Blaine. He doesn't get. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm just a backboard, you know. No, I never mind. That was a quote from the movie. Oh, see, <laughs> see? that's why it's so good. <laughs> see, I knew, I knew Will was playing that like, oh, he gets the joke because he hasn't seen the movie, and I was like, no, Blaine just thinks I I'm just talking to him like that. I don't get it. That's, that's totally I'm, over my head. I was laughing because I was like, I don't know if Blaine knows what's going on right now, but I'm not going to explain it to him. That's great. Okay, well, thanks. Moving on, next, next movie. This is my favorite sci-fi movie. All right, I put Jurassic Park, number four. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think Jurassic Park is just iconic. Um, the music's amazing. I mean, Steven Spielberg brings it to the table. I don't think, I mean, there's a lot of interesting characters. Um, Samuel Jackson says that his character didn't die, even though you just only find his arm. So, you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. Nice. I mean, everybody's seen Jurassic Park. I probably didn't do it enough justice in what I just said there, but you know, Jurassic Park, it's amazing. 
I usually don't think of that one as a sci- as a sci-fi film, but um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, by definition, it would be because I it because I know because I had my next movie as my technical sci-fi movie, but then I changed it to another category just so I could fit both of these. I mean, I I, I guess I that could. Like I a guess good I segue. Could, yeah, I didn't really know if I could like. I didn't know if I should put like thriller because like Jurassic Park isn't really a horror movie. It's more of like the original Halloween is a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. Yeah. Okay. So I I, I should have put the original Halloween on my list too. I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Another movie I forgot. All right. Number three. This is this is my favorite space movie. Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's seen Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I'm, I won't spend time on it. Yep. But, you know. Great movie. I think. I like all the original trilogy. I think this, I don't know. If, I mean, I think they're all three equally good, but I, but for a lot of these, I just wanted to pick one. And if I had to pick one, I think this is the best one. Yeah. I mean, you could put the, the OG trilogy there in spirit. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause I mean, does anybody watch just one Star Wars movie? I mean, as soon as I start one of the original trilogy, I just instinctively watch the rest. Yeah, yeah, no, I I'm with Will. Where like, if I put on one Star Wars, I'm watching that trilogy. But oh, the the new yeah. trilogy, that's the only one I like. It's only the prequels and the original that that falls in. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, you know why, Blaine? Because the prequels had a story they were trying to tell. Be them good or bad within themselves. Right. There was a story planned out. Well, e- even so, I think, and I know some people don't like this defense. I just like how they're different. Yeah, well, that's the thing is they tried and uh, Revenge of the Sith is is a legitimately really great Star Wars movie. I think. Oh yeah, I would. I prefer it over Return of the Jedi actually. So I would have it at my number three. It's also like, well, you know, I like like the sequels and the prequels, or not the prequels, the sequels and the original trilogy. They have the same story where it's like the little guy versus the big bad government, man. And you know, they they tax us or whatever, and they blow up planets. You know, which one's worse? But um, the yeah, the like, original trilogy is just triumphant, and the prequel is a tragedy. And then instead of the good side winning at the end, it corrupts the one guy who could have dismantled the government, who could have dismantled the corruption. Instead, he joins them. Now hold on, I think we're forgetting something. Somehow, Palpatine returned, right? And quite frankly, that was just some good storytelling. To get the full scope of Palpatine returning, you had to be at that Fortnite event. That's real. That's real, by the way. Did I tell you that, Blaine? No. All right, we'll talk about that later. But basically, the you know, like how in Episode Nine they were like, hey, like there was this audio thing of Palpatine returning, and that's everybody knows he's here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time they've ever played that was during a Fortnite event. Nice. No, not nice. That just makes me want to cry. <laughs> no, I mean Fortnite, yay. No, I hate Fortnite. I literally hate it. <laughs> I, I don't like Fortnite either. I played it like one time before it was popular, and I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. There's You have to actually get good to enjoy it, and I'm not wasting my time to get good. Yeah, Bl- Blaine, you and I tried playing it that one night, and we played, I think, two games and then went, screw this. Let's go play Rock Band. I like Battle Royales, but I just don't like that style. Like, I don't like where you have to shoot and build. I like either way. Because it's like Minecraft and Call of Duty, where I could just play Call of Duty or Minecraft. Ah, gotcha. I just don't like Battle Royales, because there's such a learning curve. Yeah. Or a skill, not a learning curve, a skill curve. I just, it's so disposable, I I don't feel myself getting... Like, 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 it's just, it, you, you play the, the, the round, and then it's done. Yeah, I'm like the first to die. Hooray. You're not working towards anything. You're not 
the unlocks are all cosmetic. Who ca- I just do not care. All right, number two, my favorite animated movie, The Lion King. Surprise, what? if everyone knows me. Hooray. Yeah, excellent. Lion King. Yay. Now, that's also my number two, because if we've done top ten movies in the past, that's usually my number one. Yeah. So what's your number one? I did some thinking. Okay. And I think my number one movie of all time in the historic category is Schindler's List. Ah, fair enough. I think Schindler's List is the best movie ever made. I think, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's the reason Spielberg even made it was because, like, people were, like, denying the Holocaust, too. I think it's just moving. I think it tells a great story. It's very, you know, hopeful, inspiring. It's, a, it's Schindler's List. It's got great music. Um, so I don't. I don't really know what to say about it. Just a great movie. Number one. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Well, that is, that's my list. I'm done. All right. I'll take top 10. We'll have, we'll have Will do last because he's probably got like more in depth thoughts on his movies. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. So ready for my top 10, I'll kind of explain each one. I, I, while you were talking, I kind of tried to put them in order. It's still subjective. Like, it's so hard to put them in order because they're all different. Anyways. Blaine, your top ten movies cannot be subjective. Whatever. They have to be the top ten yep, movies. Yep, 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 Anyways, the top ten. Ready? Okay, so the ten spot, I was struggling on what to put there. And, Jack, you said so many good movies. I should have just put one of those there. But I'm going to stick with what I had. So No, it's your favorite. So, ten spot goes to just one of the movies I've seen in the past year. So that came out like in the past year that I thought was really good. So not necessarily top 10 forever, but I thought it was just my favorite for the year. I think I know what this is. The Adam Project? Nope, that wasn't what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I thought you were going to say Sea Beast. No. No. (laughs) No. The Adam Project. Really good. Okay. Um, Yeah, basically just like a time travel. Yeah, like, it's Ryan Reynolds and Mark yeah. Ruffalo. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Or really I haven't good. seen it. I know what it's about. Ruffalo is uh, Ryan uh, Reynolds' uh, dad. It's yes. Good. It's yes. pretty good. It, it's really well done, and it's just enjoyable uh, straight through. And it's one of the few movie, movies in the past year that I've watched three times. Really? Yeah. I, I, that's that's why it's in my top ten, because I enjoy it that much. Um, great movie. Must see. Um, maybe not a top ten for a lot of people, but still really good movie. Um, okay, huh. number nine. So my ninth spot goes to um, like a sport feel good movie. Oh, I should I should have put like Remember the Titans or something in mine. So mine is Million Dollar Arm. Oh, so basically he goes. Um, he's a baseball recruiter and he goes to. He's trying to change the game and he goes to India oh, and tries to get this. cricket players. Yes, um, to come to America and be pitchers. So a really good movie. Really well done. And I, and I like that genre. Like, I'm not a big sports person, but for some reason, I love good sport, feel-good movies. Oh, I agree. <laughs> They're just good. Like, remember the Titans or Benchwarmers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say Benchwarmers is a feel-good movie, but solid movie. Okay. Anyways, number eight is Edge of Tomorrow. Just a good action movie. Is that Chris Predicus or is that the other one? No. Okay. It's um, Live, Die, Repeat, right? Live, Die, Repeat. Tom Tom Cruise, right? Tom, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. 
and yeah. they do Groundhog Day, but it's Alien Invasion or something. Yep. Yep. I've heard, I've heard good things about that one. It's good. It's enjoyable. Does it have Bill Murray? No. Well, then it doesn't no. count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next one is Ready Player One. Uh, just I just love the uh, concept and the, the virtual world and the the visuals. It's really the visuals. So it was kind of like that, that, that techie visual. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I just enjoy it visually. Techie, techie. Story could be better. Um, I've read the book, and the book story is better than the movie story, like it always is. Um, but visually, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I think. Well, not to cut you off. I think a, I think a detriment to that movie, even though Steven Spielberg is amazing, is that he's old, and he doesn't understand video games that much. I mean, he does to like do it, but like if you had a younger person doing it, I think they could have had a better grasp on it. You know? Yeah. Aren't there like clips and quotes of him like bashing video games in like the eighties and nineties? Probably. Like, I, I don't think he's a person money. that understands video yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, I, he made a decent movie, but, like... Right. I mean, he had was... a book to go off of. <laughs> well, so did Game of Thrones. Also, apparently, yeah. he was only on set for, like, two days. <laughs> he was more you... just a producer. Nice. Because most oh, of that okay. movie is, is I thought he directed the VFX it. people. Well, you, second, second unit and the VFX directors did most of the work, but they don't get credit. Hmm. Love it. <laughs> Number six for me is my superhero movie. Um, it's just my one that I can always go back to, Iron Man. Oh, sell choice, sell choice. I just, I just love Iron Man. I don't know why. It's just so good. Anyways, not much. Everyone's seen Iron Man. Uh, moving on. Number five. No, tell me what Iron Man's about. <laughs> Number five. Um, this is just, this is a series. So, John Wick. Oh, yeah. Dude, just, just the violence and the, just the pure, just, killing oh my some god. of the best modern action so movies, good baby. oh just oh my god just see but that's what happens when you get like an action stunt coordinator to like direct movies it's the same thing with extraction yeah and then well and then you get keanu reeves who's like yeah i'll do my own stunts and flippies and then they just shoot it in wide shots and it's just stunt guys doing their thing with just well choreographed and planned out moves and and the whole world they build is really cool it's just so fantastic and every single one of them, all three of them, are just as good as the next. Oh God, that's I love how I love how all the higher ups in the world are aware of John Wick, but like all the mob minions keep screwing, keep accidentally pissing John Wick off, and the higher ups are like, are, are every time are like, oh my gosh, you don't know what you just did, you've killed us all. It's like when I kick like an Amazon box, and then like Bill Gates is like, you just pissed off Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He's the man that kills the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, great series. That's my number five. Um, number four. This movie, it's not crazy rewatchable for me, but the reason why it's up here is just how well done it was, and just the the mind, just the mind puzzle. I, I don't even know how to say it. Inception. Ooh. Oh yeah. Just when I watched that for the first time, my mind was just blown. And it was just so well done. God, so good. Just the concept and, oh, so good. Um, number three, another visual winner here. Um, two movies here. Um, same director, uh, Avatar and Alita Battle Angel. Ooh. Just, they just broke what it meant to have, like, the way that the movies look. Like, Avatar, I think that was the first time 
we ever really saw like like that brought 3D movies back, didn't it? Yes. Cuz like at some like Avatar was just so insane. Like we started seeing 3D movies again and then it it died off again, but ugh, so good. And then Alita Battle Angel just visually perfection. It's beautiful. She got big eyeballs. She does. They're probably the same size as the Avatar people since the Avatar people are so big. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like on a, on a scale wise, yeah. Like about 2009, not a Battle Angel, the Avatar. Avatar, Avatar did, yes. Right. Jeez, 13 years for a direct sequel. <laughs> for for four direct sequels. You're correct. <laughs> but I, but I heard like Alita was kind of meant to kind of experiment with some of their new techniques of visual. So was Avatar, and now we have five movies of them. Well, a- Animal Animal Kingdom at Disney World has like a whole big thing for Avatar. Yeah, I went there. That's it was great. Fun. They had a fun ride. Ooh, it's it's one of my favorite rides in Animal Kingdom. The Avatar. Oh my god, the motorcycle one. Yeah, dude, That's that so was cool. so much. Fun. Anyways, well, have you ever ridden the motorcycle ride? I have not. I haven't been back to yeah. Disney World since they put that in. Okay. So you, so you, so you hop on a motorcycle, like a motorcycle like thing, but it's like connected in the ground, like kind of like, like motorcycle a motorcycle on a rail, uh, like a, no, it's like, what, what, like, like a carousel, but it's a motorcycle. Oh, okay. And, and you're in front of this big TV screen, like how at the museum, they have like that big, like curved TV screen where you can sit in there and watch a movie. The IMAX? Yeah. Okay. So you sit in there and there's like two layers. So there's like 10 people next to you. And then there's 10 people like below or above you, depending on where you're sitting. And. Like, the motorcycle thing, like, it moves you up and down like you're in a simulation. And, like, it's, like, 4D, so it sprays, like, water and stuff at you, too. Oh, yeah. And you basically just fly around on one of those, like, Avatar bird things. Oh. It is it, it is, is insane. And they have, sounds, like, fans. That sounds really fun. Fantastic. If they got, like, water spritzing yes. on you and stuff. That sounds that sounds really fun. It, it, it is the most realistic ride I've ever been on my so entire fantastic. life. So is it, like, like it, a, a VR thing, but you don't have to wear a headset and, like... They actually well, it's not it really like VR. Well, I mean, it's it's so dark, and you can only see in front of you, and it kind of curves, so it looks like it's all around you. Yeah, you don't wear like a helmet or anything. Like right. you just look at the screen. But does it kind of feel like VR, like like the immersiveness of VR? And I imagine oh, it's no, even like, better because of the it's 4D. Way stuff. better. You're you're like your your legs are like one foot above the ground, and it is like you oh, think so you are hanging. You, you think you're falling. Yeah. Oh, because you can't see the ground. Yeah. Yeah, you. So they, and then your legs are hanging. Oh, that's I, cool. I think doesn't the motor like you? You explain it as a motorcycle, but doesn't it like uh, blow air to feel like the animals breathing on your legs? Oh yeah, yeah. Like the wind's blowing and like and like like they like turn and go up and down and stuff. So, like when the thing takes a dive, you think you are falling to your like, death. Like my my stomach oh, actually dropped cool. the first time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not a heights person, and it oh, was fantastically awesome. terrifying. That's that's cool. Anyways, totally. Not movie related, but fantastic. If you need to go to yeah, a I Disney like park, Avatar, like, I go like to go. To I like the ride more than the movie. Um, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so those that's my number three. Number two, um, I think you're going to agree. Um, Lion King. Oh yes, I, yes, I yes, put yes. Tarzan up there too because I always had difficulty. The 2019 one. Yeah, no, the the animated one. <laughs> God, the 2019. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, no, Disney. Um, those two movies are always kind of like top tier for me. For Disney, I didn't realize people. I didn't realize people didn't like Tarzan. I was really. Thought, I, I mean, love yeah, Tarzan. It's, it's. I. I don't think it's as good as is Lion King. Obviously, I mean, I but like, Tarzan. I think it's a totally like 
I think it's a really good movie for that period of Disney. But people, I've been seeing recently that people think Tarzan was like well, it's a major step so, down in that. So the era, reason, and I just never had that. Perception. So the reason people did back in the days because that was like one of the first ones where like they got Phil Collins. Well, they got like a guy to basically like do the music, and it wasn't a musical, even though it was a musical. What about Elton John and The Lion King? No, like, but, but the, I mean, like, he sang stuff at the end, but like, I mean, but like, every, all the characters are singing those songs, like, oh, I like got a you. lot. He wrote, he, like, Elton John just wrote the music, yes. whereas Phil Collins did the, the sound. Cause like, like, there's a few songs in the movie, like, where they're like smashing the camp or whatever, where they sing, but like, like, Strange Worlds and a lot of those other songs in Tarzan, like, it's just like Tarzan just doing stuff in the songs playing in the background. And it's fantastic. See, I'm fine with that. It doesn't make sense for Tarzan to be singing well, I, I agree with you, but that's why a lot of people at the time didn't like it, because it was like a change in pace. Oh, no. Yeah, but uh, reimagined. Um, anyways, that, that soundtrack freaking slaps in Tarzan. That's probably one of the reasons why it's always in my top is... Just Phil Collins is so good. Is that no, I have a question. so good? I have a question. Yeah. If it's in your top, why aren't you talking about it? Because it wasn't in your top. I, I paired it with Lion King. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Two, Lion King okay. and Tarzan are pretty much tied for me. I put them together. Okay. I thought we were, I thought you said Lion King and then you went to Tarzan. Gotcha. No, gotcha. no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're my top, they're my number two spot. So, to be like, to be like anything that came out from like the Little Mermaid up until like Tarzan, absolutely iconic by Disney. Like that would have been like Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, and. All right. Well, my number one. I don't know if it's. It's I. The main reason why it's my number one is because I've watched this probably the most out of any other movie in my life. I probably watched it like five times when I bought it, and I watched it like that day, and then I've watched it like a hundred times since. So, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh yes, mm-hmm. it's just so good. so freaking good. Are you just doing the first one, or are you pairing it? With no, the just one? the first one. I don't pair it with. I, I I didn't get the same feeling from the other two, so I'm putting keeping it by itself. I agree. I think the second one is like pretty dead close for me. It's still amazing, but it's just not the same. It's not as rewatchable for me. How to Train Your Dragon doesn't feel like it needs anymore. I don't think they are doing more. Well, no, I mean, like even just two and three, like Kung Kung Fu Panda. Uh, like I, I bought both these trilogies <laughs> at the same time. Kung Fu Panda, I went, yeah, I want more of that, and they watched are. the rest of them. How to Train Your Dragon, I just watched the first one, and I still have not watched the sequels because the first one felt felt so conclusive and so good. Yeah, that I was just like, I'm good. Uh, I, the second one builds pretty well. They all build pretty well. I, it 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 might. Good. I'm just saying the first one didn't feel like it needed a sequel. Whereas Kung Fu Panda, I was like, I want to see what Poe does next. I think I think you could watch the second one and then get the exact same feeling that you got from watching the first. one. I think one. you would enjoy the second uh, one. I think it, I th- it's very good. It's like I'll an, get it, to it. Someday. it. It's like an Empire Strikes Back. It gets a little dark. Okay. Then the third one. I mean, the third one. It's the worst out of the three, but like it's. I don't know. Like it just feels more modern. Like, and how they make movies, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, it's obviously the worst out of the three, but, like, it still isn't terrible. 
Like it's it's pretty it's a good like it's really good like it's it's a top DreamWorks movie, but compared to the other two, it doesn't even come close. Yeah, as a movie. Yeah, it, I think some of the scenes hit harder though. Like the ending in the third one is the best ending. Yeah, I agree with that. the The problem with number three for me was it wasn't serious enough. Like it just the story was a like, little was, bland, and then they tried to make the comedy was just misplaced. Yeah, it was just dumb comedy, like in new movies. Yeah, I don't think the story was misplaced. I just think that like the fact that the I don't know, like just how the characters are written in the third one, just kind of like dumb and stuff. Like it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't. But I think the overall story makes sense of like what they were doing. Right. I agree with that. That's what that that was my problem with the story was the characters, not so much the the like directions. It was it was the characters that threw me. The off. third one might have the best villain. Yeah, I love the villain of the third one. Anyways. We keep going on tangents. Yeah, I agree. The villain in the third one was amazing. Uh, but that's my top ten. Boom. Okay, so for my top ten, um, as I said, I've got ten categories. Um, I think I think it'll be kind of clear once I, I do the first one. But my criteria for this for my favorite movies are any movie that if somebody came over and said, I want to watch this, that I would say, Oh yeah, that's a great one. Let's watch that right now. I'm excited because if 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 there there are plenty of movies like like Schindler's List you mentioned, Jack, great great movie. But if somebody came over and was like, "I want to watch Schindler's List," I eighty percent of the time would be like, "I don't know, not really." Let's crack open some beers and watch Schindler's List. <laughs> exactly. Uh, great 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 piece of cinema. Not one of my not one of my favorites for that reason. <laughs> anyway, my first category is about a band. I'm a huge music guy. I wanted I loved loved music when I was a kid. Um, my first movie here, uh, School of Rock. I can pop this movie on any time. I recently rewatched it. It's got excellent cinematography, and I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. On top of being one of my favorites as a kid, I mean. Have have either of you guys seen School of Rock? I've seen it. I think I know what your other band movie might be. Okay, take a guess. Um, okay, this is gonna sound dumb. I don't remember the name of it off the top okay. of my head, but I don't like. Oh no, it's Scott Pilgrim. Is no, it, Scott Pilgrim? it is not. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, so School of Rock. It's one of my childhood favorites. It's got a great soundtrack of just classic rock stuff, and um, the songs written for the music for the the movie that the kids perform um and jack black it's it's the best jack black movie fight me it's be, um, the part have you the part seen was written, go over travels shut up the part was written <laughs> for jack black like literally in in him oh, and yeah. the kids they 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 spent days and stuff just improving and just getting to, to hang out and know each other so they've got this great dynamic oh it is just have you guys seen it recently? Like, it's just really great. <laughs> Not recently. I watch it pretty often. Not pretty often. I mean, if I say pretty often, it's like once a year. What do you think of it, Blaine? So, yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I watch it once a year. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a feel-good movie. It's got a lot of, lot of great jokes. So. Okay. And then the second one for that category is Spinal Tap. It's a mockumentary about a band in, it's from 1984. It's kind of a satire of all of rock and roll up to that point. Um, it's got a great recurring drummer drummer gag where just randomly on stage, their drummers will just explode. Nice. <laughs> um, it's it's The team that created it is actually the same 
the same like director and writer as the Princess Bride. So it's what they did right before that. So if you like Princess Bride, you might like the the comedy in this. It's it's a great one. They get into some stage antics. Great if you like if if you like music and, and satire and mockumentaries. Um, my next category kind of drawing from this is killer original soundtrack. So music that were written for these musics that I I played just in the car and that also fits with the movie. Um, so the first one here is Phantom of the Paradise, which I'm sure no one's heard of. Um, I heard from about 19, it. It's from 1974. Just told it's me. a mix of Phantom of the Opera and Faust, the story the story where somebody sells their soul to the devil for you know power or whatever. Nice. And then Phantom of the Opera as well. So it's about like uh, a composer who in the 70s sells his his masterpiece to a record label and the record label kicks him out. They, they completely just abandon him. They cut up his music and make it all poppy. And in his opinion, trashy. Um, but yeah, it's just great, great soundtrack. Um, the, there's an awesome, it uses a ton of unique filming techniques too. There's a, there's a split screen moment where both halves of the split screen are part of the same shot and like eventually combine. So, like, both both parts of the split screen are taking place in the same room. So you can watch both sides and, like, see different angles of the same person Ooh. at the same time. Huh. Cool. Uh, next one for that court category is 1981's Heavy Metal. Uh, I've, I've absolutely fell in love with this movie. It's got crazy psychedelic animation, unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, a phenomenal 80s rock soundtrack. Um, it's an anthology movie, so there's six stories, and they're like a mix of like sci-fi and medieval stuff. Um, and it is like it's just an absolute classic cult film, and in the right conditions, this is this is like my quintessential. Bust out a couple beers, let's sit down, watch heavy metal, and just have a great time because it is just it's 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 nuts. It's a hard R. It animated hard R. It's great. <laughs> hard R. Uh, <laughs> All right. Then we got 80s B movies. I love me some B movies. Yeah, uh, the first hurts. one is. Huh? No, nothing. <laughs> oh, the B movie. <laughs> I do. I do love me some Jerry Seinfeld. Um, first one is Return of the Living Dead. Um, it's it, the best zombie movie I've ever seen. It takes place in Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh. Hey. Uh, it's from 1985. It's pessimistic, satirical, nihilistic, black comic, black, uh, it's black comedy, tons of great practical effects, um, directed and written by the guy who did Alien. Oh. So it's got excellent pacing. Again, this one is just, oh, this, this one is just, this, this it's so much fun. I can pop this movie on any time and, and just have a ton of fun with it. What was that called again? Re- the return of the living oh, dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. I mean, just just look at the poster. Just, it, it, oh, just great. A, I mean, the whole I'm thing. I'm a sucker just, for zombie just, movies. This is, dude. This is like one of I the best. online. Uh. And then second '80s B movie is John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Not not my favorite John Carpenter. I'm putting it here. John Carpenter will show up later. But Escape from New York is great. It's an old school, slow, post-apocalyptic movie where 
man, it's in the future of 1997, and Manhattan is walled off as a prison. Once you go in, you don't come out. And Kurt Russell has to go in to save the president, whose plane crash-landed above Manhattan. So Kurt Russell's got to go in, and he's an anti-hero. He only cares about getting the president out because they've implanted his brain with a bomb that will go off in 24 hours. Nice. Nice. Yes. So the whole thing, and Donald Pleasance plays the president, who is the doctor in Halloween. And he's just, he's a great, crazy president. Michael Keel again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then my. Poor guy. Yeah. What? Recently. No, no, hold on. I'm dumb. He died in like 90. I was just thinking because they uh, they were talking about him because in the new Halloween, they like, they got a guy, they brought him back for like half a scene. Huh? And Halloween Yeah, they bring him back. They faked it? They faked it. It doesn't look half bad. It's respectful. It's not like bad. Ah. And then I've got my favorite sci-fi movies. And let's go ahead and, and we'll go ahead and start here with Videodrome. Um, yeah. I watched Videodrome with Blaine. Ooh. Uh, it's it's a David Cronenberg film, same as Crimes of the Future, which I took to game night and was met with uh, uproarious applause when the weird stuff started happening in Crimes of the Future. Um, but Videodrome, its 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 effects are second only to the thing, in my opinion. I I love the practical effects in this, and of course the themes of technology not being good or bad, but changing us and two two sides of um, people that one side wants to use it for their benefit, the other side wants to use it for the, um, their own benefit, and there's this one guy who's not a good or a bad guy. He's kind of Kind of an asshole. Runs just a smutty TV station. Gets caught in the middle of these two uh, secret political wars going on. And his body just starts changing on him. And it it doesn't tell you when things start becoming a hallucination. They just do. Aww. Like, he starts seeing this crazy stuff. And you're like, what is real? What's not real? And by the end, it's just... It's, it's crazy. Just it's fools. good. I enjoyed it. For... It was like one of those movies that like makes you think. Yes, it is. It, it definitely a thinker. That's I was I was I'm, I was curious what you would think of it, Blaine, because it doesn't seem like your type of movie. It, it's it's not, but I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, it is, and it's kind of a lesser known one, unfortunately. Now, like people don't talk about it as much as as much as I think they should. Um, and then my second sci-fi is. If I had to pick one favorite movie of all time, it'd be this one. Everybody knows what it is. It's Blade Runner. Yeah, just, I mean, I love the world, love the themes. I get new meaning out of it every time I watch it, which is often. The the original. The original Blade Runner, 1982. Because I've only seen the newer one. Okay. Yeah. It was was just too slow for me. uh, Yeah, I I can understand that. The new one is, the new one's pretty slow, too. The old one's very slow. I I love slow-paced Movies like that, I love when shots just linger on something, like something important, and the, the camera just sits there and lets you let you take it all in. Yeah, that's fair. And then my next category is horror. I've got two very different types of horror. One is the first one is Suspiria from 1977. It's one of the most, probably the most beautifully shot film I've ever, I've ever seen. 
great technicolor. Everything is bathed in like crazy blue or red light, like all this contrasty stuff. The whole thing is is like a fairy tale. It's about a girl who goes to a dance academy in Germany. She's American. She goes to a dance academy in Germany that, oopsies, happens to be run by witches. Uh, and everything is insane. It's, it's, it's dream logic. So, like, it, things don't make a lot of sense. Um, there's creepy witch folklore and just creepy stylistic visuals and i love it and the music is insane and haunting like there's there's a moment in the soundtrack by a band called goblin which i think is fitting that that where they just start whispering witch <laughs> nice and then my next <laughs> horror film is eraserhead uh by david lynch david lynch's first film uh it's the scariest movie i've ever seen because it's about the horror of becoming a father when you aren't ready and the baby comes out as the most weird, disfigured alien-looking <laughs> thing. It is just, oh my gosh. And and the sound design doesn't help. It's super surreal. It's it it just it's it's the scariest thing I've ever seen because it's it it feels like it was meant to scare me. It's it's my my biggest fear is just having a kid when I'm not financially and emotionally ready. Anyway, they have a they have a weird alien that like literally won't it, it can't do anything it can't eat. Um, in fact, it's only being its guts are only being held together by the wrapping that it is in that like from the hospital. So like it's yeah. in this weird towel. Its head looks like like a tadpole's head. I don't. It's it's bizarre. Weird. Very weird. <laughs> okay, and now for my second five. It's my top fav- five favorite directors because I am a huge fan of auteurs, um, which is the theory that the author of a movie, similar to the author of a book, is the director. So I'm, I'm a big fan of movies that are a director's vision. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. I like seeing him at the zoo, too. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks. Otters. Okay. My my it. my first favorite director is John Carpenter. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay, his things. And I know you like these two things, Jack. It's Halloween and the Thing. Oh, I like his Very, things. Yes, I think the Thing is is up there with Blade Runner for me. Came Yay. out on the exact same day. Um, best practical effects I think of any movie. I I mean, when oh. when I think of this movie, I think when I had that screening for you guys Blaine I know you weren't there but there's that moment where Kurt Russell says I'm going up you guys go check on Blair I'm going to go up to my cabin because when I left I turned the light off and then it just cuts it shows the cabin with the light on and I just remember Jack you went yikes and that's <laughs> that that's the moment where I went oh this 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 movie's this movie's working and it just oh just everybody was everybody was absorbed in it like you could just tell when we were all watching it, it was just a, it was a great time. And man, every time I watch that movie with somebody, it, it we both just get sucked in and have have a great time. I, I love it. Well, it's it's also like just so good where it's like like the characters like the dumb decisions they make like they're not dumb; they're just based on like paranoia. And I mean, from their perspective, why would each cell of this thing be separate? Like when they 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 first bring it in. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it just, I mean, it makes sense. It's logical. Return of the Living Dead has that too, Jack, where it's like all the characters' decisions make sense. Oh, Actually, I forgot. Yeah, e- even if they don't make sense. Yes. So what they do yeah. first is they try to destroy, in Return of the Living Dead, they try, they try to destroy, destroy the brain like you would with a zombie. That doesn't work. Each part of the zombies work independently, kind of like the thing, which oh. might be why I like it. And it's very hard to destroy those zombies in Return of the Living Dead. In, in fact, you can't. It's not really a spoiler. They just, because they, they literally never kill anything. How fast are they? Oh, they run. They run and they can talk and oh, they're yikes. intelligent. Oh, crap. In fact, in fact, it's the, it's the zombies that introduce the concept of eating brains. Ooh. And they eat brains because, quote, water. it makes the pain go away. Oh. They can, they're, Gotta they're, try that. They're people that have come back to life and can feel themselves rot. And the only thing they can make the pain uh, go like... away temporarily is eating brains. Hmm. And, like, even things that have been long dead that, like, are decomposing are coming back to life. Nice. Like, it, it's a very different zombie movie. Yeah, like, that's a different vibe. That's kind of cool. Yes, it's, it's incredibly unique. Love it. <laughs> yes, and then, so back to John Carpenter. Halloween is just the quintessential Halloween movie for me. It's the the first real horror movie I ever saw. Scared the crap out of me when I was 12, but left quite the impression. And yeah, I, I mean, Jack, you were saying it's a thriller. It's all about the atmosphere with John Carpenter movies. Oh, yeah. Cuz not a lot of people die in that movie. No, there's not a lot of kills. There's zero blood. Like it's not gory. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man, it's great. I love I love pretty much everything John Carpenter's done. Um, some of the stuff is is not as great, but I still find it fun because he just really knows how to does, frame a does shot. Does he do the music? Yes, he does. I was going to say, because the music in, in his in, stuff's really good, too. Yes, in all his, his films, he does the music, except in the thing where it's credited to Ennio Morricone, but it's more Ennio Morricone with John Carpenter. Okay, because I was kind of uh, thinking that. Cause I was like, what is the, like, what's the music for the thing? And I was like, well, that was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Bum bum, bum bum. Kind of similar to uh to they lives a theme where it's just boom 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 boom. I forgot. Wow. I forgot that movie <laughs> on my list. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I love that movie. That's dude. It's so much. That one's so. Good. That's such a mean. Another John Carpenter too. classic, Blaine. <laughs> I know. I I really need to catch I up think, on my classics. <laughs> I don't so think Blaine John- watch they live. That might kill him. <laughs> <laughs> why is that that might be too much for him <laughs> they live it's is not it, that weird what, what? it's a guy gets a pair of sunglasses that so basically in a uh here we go here's another b-side um for the youtube channel okay they they live is about a guy who gets a magic pair of sunglasses and can see the world for what it really is he sees like on advertisements on billboards and stuff when he puts them on it just says like obey consume sleep no thought stuff like that and like he puts them on and like high up businessmen are like actually aliens so it's like an alien from the uh, from somewhere an alien race is just like is is oppressing humans with consumerism it's all it's 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 all about consumerism and stuff and it's it's really it's it's really well done really great and of course classic john carpenter fashion it's just it's freaking fun man (laughs) <laughs> okay, that, it doesn't sound bad. I mean, yeah, gotta catch it is. Up on that's that's. Oh man, 
Jack, that's there with Escape from New York in my in my eighties B movies. Ooh. Escape from New York and, and they live. Man, I forgot they live too. <sighs> okay. Next is is Stanley Kubrick, who I feel like is if you look at film objectively, the best director of all time. Okay. Because he doesn't really have a bad movie. It's just like which one what what story do you like the best? Yeah. It's just like 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 it's 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 like which Kubrick movie do you from what like I've the seen? Best? Not which one is the best. I've seen a couple of his things. I need to watch other ones, but at least for me, I think Full Metal Jack is my favorite. I don't know. I know you don't really like that one, but yeah, well, but it's 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 good. It's oh, a yeah. really good movie. It's not my favorite Kubrick, but it's still like one of the best war movies ever. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. put it. My favorite war movie is Apocalypse Now, which I forgot. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he makes so many good ones. Like, well, you, you'll probably say do. them. What war movies? No, no, no. They, they, or Kubrick. Kubrick movies. Okay, yeah. So my first favorite Kubrick is two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's up there because it it doesn't even feel like a movie to me. That feels like the next evolution of filmmaking to me, mm-hmm. with its its story structure, crazy effects for the time. I mean, we hadn't even been on the moon, and they got it right somehow. Wait. Like they they got the look oh, yeah, of the yeah, planets yeah. right, and we didn't even have photographs of the planet at that time. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's well, I do know how they did it because I've I've seen it. But they just happened to guess right. <laughs> but man, it is oh, it two thousand one is an experience. Yeah, it it's something else. And then my other Kubrick favorite, which no one talks about, think... is Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, his last film, which um, it's it's like a dream world, and I really like. Kind of like Suspiria, where it's just all a dream or like a fairy tale. Eyes Wide Shut very much fits that. Well, that's Tom Cruise. It is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman while they were uh, married. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 about something that I haven't seen that people tackle a lot because it's quite a complex subject. And it's it's about like this, this couple that have been married for, I believe it's 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, well, Tom Cruise becomes aware that his wife has had fantasies of other people. Probably and that Tom just Cruise kind of, in real life. <laughs> and that just kind of blows his mind that, like, she could be unfaithful to mm-hmm. him. And it's just, it's it's about, like, having, and she hasn't even, she hasn't cheated. She's She just has these fantasies, like these these dreams. And and it, it it's just about, like, mm-hmm. being in, in quite a deep relationship and having thoughts about other people. Yeah. Like, is, is that okay? Is that not okay? What do you do about that? And it's just about Tom Cruise, like, trying to... Tom Cruise's character trying to deal with that, but set within this dream world where a bunch of weird stuff happens. And I love it. Yeah, but he's, he made, like... I'm surprised you didn't put them. I mean, those are obviously... It's just... It's oh, just, no, he's got... That's that's the thing. I'm like, A Clockwork Orange? Yeah, or The Shining. Masterpiece. Yeah. The Shining? Yeah, exactly. The Shining. Oh, Masterpiece of Horror. Um, Barry Lyndon, which is, is seldom mentioned, but that's a masterpiece of historical drama. Okay. We're going to need a movie night just to catch up on some of these. Let me know. <laughs> There's a couple classics that I really want to watch, like, um, Pulp Fiction and, oh yeah. Uh, good, uh, God, yeah. Goodfellas, Godfather. Blaine, I would, I would, I consider Pulp Fiction kind of the gateway to, my love for cinema 
Pulp Fiction is kind of what got me into it. I was 14 when I watched it, and that's when I was like, wow, movies are special. Yeah, it's not my favorite Tarantino, but I definitely get why people like it. Yeah, me me either. But it is that's where I went like, wow, this is cool. But after after watching a bunch of older movies, there's a lot of stuff I like better than Tarantino's work because he he's just kind of like an amalgamation of a bunch of older oh, yeah. people. But compared to everything else that's now, he's a lot oh, better. For sh- no, no, no. His stuff is really great and really entertaining. It's, it's, he is kind of, he's, Tarantino's movies are a great gateway to film, especially old film, because it'll, it'll make you appreciate a lot of things. That's the one movie, if you're talking about film, like people. Yes, you, ha- people, you, you definitely have to. You have to have seen fiction. that. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. My next director is Paul Verhoeven, who you might not know by name, but you've probably heard of his movies. The first one is RoboCop. Love RoboCop. Great, great satire, great action. Um, effects by Rob Bottin, same guy who did Videodrome. Love it. Robo- RoboCop is phenomenal. And it pairs well with Total Recall. Another, Paul Verhoeven's next film, which is a great sci-fi mind trip and, and, and satire. Oof, I love his, I love those two so much. And you could throw Starship Troopers in there if you were going to do a... Uh, if, if I was going to do a triple feature, those are the three that I would I would have. RoboCop, Total Recall, and Starship Troopers. And I think everybody would have a great time. Okay, uh, my next guy is Terry Gilliam, uh, a member of Monty Python. My two favorite from him are Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Classic comedy movie. And then Brazil, a dystopian sci-fi masterpiece, kind of in the vein of 1984, but a little more surreal. Um, Odd visuals, very, very, very deep metaphors. Um. Don't have a lot to say about them, um, because really those two just need to be watched. Um, And then lastly, David Lynch. David David Lynch loves dreams, and so do I. My two favorite David Lynch films are Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive. Um, Blaine, I would recommend to you Mulholland Drive if you liked Inception. Um, And Jack, you mentioned something where people switch identities. People switch identities. um, I'm sorry. I, I thought about it when you were talking about Breaking Bad, when they switch from... When he switches from Walter to Heisenberg. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So David Lynch loves people, loves doppelgangers and people switching identities. And Mulholland Drive has that where, like, two different versions of a character are played by the same actress. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mulholland Drive is really great, too. And again, kind of feels like the whole thing's a dream. So that's that's kind of a a staple that I love. And then Blue Velvet's a great uh, small town. Um, but it exposes the darkness underneath with some, with like a gang that's kind of doing some shady stuff underneath the town. And it's kind of like a precursor to Twin Peaks. Yeah, love very love his nice. stuff though. Excellently paced. Yeah, and very dreamy. See, see, this is so many movies you talked about. Like I, no clue. So I, I just I, yeah. I have to watch these because <laughs> I know I, they might not be up my alley, but I know they're like probably solid as hell movies well and um, i mean that's the thing you gotta it's i i watch a ton of things that aren't up my alley just to be like do are there things that i like about this that maybe it'll lead me in a direction something that i really love which is how i found most of these is i'm like oh that's an interesting film and then in like and then watching a review or reading a review for it they mentioned like phantom of the paradise and then i pick up phantom of the paradise and i'm like oh this movie was made for me i love this yeah. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, that's our top ten. 
top 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 tens. Wayne, do you have anything else? No, I don't have anything else. It's any, good top need ten. Any more lotion? I mean, I'm all lotioned up. I'm still feeling good. Um, heck yeah. So people should email us their top ten movies. I'm curious. I'll email you. You'll me yeah, dude. <laughs> email me your uh, top ten. Uh, what what's the email, Blaine? If you're gonna do this outro, I don't know. Duke Snooks. Is it Duke Snooks Pod at gmail.com? Yes. <laughs> we love That's it. Exactly it. We love you, Will. I emailed it before. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what else should they do? Uh, slap a like, five star. <laughs> yes. Download, yes. rewatch, yes. we sure. listen. Okay. Redo, share. Watch some movies. Wow. That was beautiful. Boom. Duke's news. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see everyone next week, depending on what Blaine picks. If it's not good, blame Blaine. That could be our new thing. Blame Blaine whenever anything doesn't work. <laughs> BB. Or we can nuke him. Well, I don't know if you heard our new our new ranking system is Duke or nuke. Duke so or nuke. Okay. Good, we get, okay. If, we, if it's good, we give it a Duke. But if it's bad, we, okay. we nuke it. I think that'll be that'll be great. We can we can pick some pick some movies with Blaine, and then you and I can give you and I can give a reappraisal, Jack, and then Blaine can give his first. And we can also rank them. Like obviously, they yeah. can all be good, but you'd have to still rank them to make it hard. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Cool. Dukes, Dukes. All right. Cool. Well, we will see everybody next week. Goodbye. Signing off.